Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the blessings that we have for you to finish what you started in our lives. We pray that you guide us by your spirit into your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated for a few moments. How many are enjoying Independence Day? Unfortunately, I was not able to get my uniform. But our revenge on the Republic Day, I believe Republic Day is coming. So, uh, But some of you are wearing Black Stars uniform. That is not Independence <laughs> uniform. I think like what Bishop Saki is wearing is the real... Yeah. Our black stars were playing. How much did this cost? Forgive. All Congolese should be careful. Oh, but two nail is serious. We thank the Lord. Amen. That's why I stopped watching all these matches. <laughs> Disappointments. At the time, I got to the feeling that when I watch, then we lose. So now that I didn't watch and we have lost, then maybe I should watch and we will win. All right. Salvation. I'm sharing about salvation. Last Tuesday, I was sharing about the roll call in hell, the lake of fire. And I have a a couple more. What will happen to you when you die? And then, so on. But I want to skip those hell ones and move on to something else. I'll come back to hell later. Just a short something tonight. The great feast. Salvation can be described as a great feast. Amen. So if you want to understand salvation, you can understand it better by thinking of a great feast. Amen. So you know the story. In Luke chapter 14, verse 17, the Bible says, He sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said, I bought a piece of ground. I must go and see it. And I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. Have me excused. Another said, I've married a wife. So that servant came and showed the Lord these things. And the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes and bring hither the poor, maimed, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lo, it is done as thou commanded, and yet there is more room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, 
and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men that were bidden shall taste of my supper. Amen. Amen. Now the first point about this great salvation is that salvation is like an invitation to a supper, a great dinner, or a great feast. Amen. Amen. All through the Bible, you find God inviting men. In Hosea chapter 6 and verse 1, he says, Come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn. Do you know how to sing that one? Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. All through the Bible, you find God inviting. Amen, people. Jeremiah chapter 35 and verse 15, he says, I have sent also unto you all my servants and the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Return now every man from his evil way and amend your doings. And go not after other gods and serve them. But you shall dwell in the land which I have given to you and your fathers. But you have not inclined your ear, nor hearkened unto me. All through the Bible, you find God inviting men. Amen. And then Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 11, he says, Say unto them, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn away from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? All through the Bible, God is inviting people, calling on people, telling people, return, come, come. And that's why the Bible, when Jesus came to explain the kind of salvation that he was bringing, he explained it in the form of a supper. You know, you, how many realize that you never forget the stories of Jesus? It's just amazing. Uh, you can't forget it because it's so clear. Uh, the kingdom of God is just like a man who made a great supper and invited many people. That's how salvation is. It's a great feast. All right. Now, the second thing that you must notice about this salvation is that little things... And little excuses keep people away from this salvation. Little things. Amen. Because someone was saying, you know, they began to make excuses about all kinds of things. Do you get it? I bought land, I've married, different little domestic issues have the power and successfully keep many people away from the salvation that I'm talking about. Yeah. This is how our salvation is. And that's why a lot of people are not saved in spite of this great invitation. Little things keep people away from great blessings that God has in store. All through the Bible, you see little things keeping people away from the blessings of God. In Proverbs chapter 24, it says, Yet a little sleep and a little slumber. A little folding of the hands to sleep. And so shall thy poverty come. As one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. 
What is it that caused poverty to come like a traveler? Now, a traveler is somebody you cannot sack. I can see, uh, is it Major or Colonel? Mephil. He has come from Afghanistan. As if he comes to my house today, I cannot sack him. Because he doesn't have anywhere to stay here. He's a traveler. Yes. So if he comes to my house, I can't say, go to Adenta. He doesn't have anybody in Adenta. He's from Afghanistan. So when he says poverty will come like somebody who is traveling, it comes in a way that it cannot be sacked. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? The poverty comes in a way that you can't say go away. It can't go and it won't go. And the second way it comes is as an armed man. Armed robbers are not easy to sack. You can't say, get out of my house. Before you take care, you don't take care, you, 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 you get some dirty slaps or you die. So these two methods of coming are described as poverty, how poverty is going to come. And it's going to come because of three little things. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, and a little folding of the hands have caused all these great things to come in a permanent way into your life. That's why in the Kodesh, we don't have to sleep at all. You see, we must learn from what we see around us. If you read the Bible, you find that wisdom is, is, is you not rarely see anywhere where the Bible says wisdom is found by reading, although reading brings a lot of wisdom. The Bible says wisdom crieth in the streets. It shouts in the noisy streets outside. You see, wisdom is seen outside things that happen. Give wisdom all the time. Wow. Indeed, wow. Ten, I'll show you in Proverbs chapter one. It's a big wow. That's a little diversion from our topic. Because I realize that we don't gain wisdom. Okay. Are you in Proverbs chapter 1? Verse 20. It says, wisdom shouts in the streets. Many people don't understand it. Out there, you can see wisdom is called, when we were watching the news, and they were saying they were announced the result between MPP and NDC. We are all watching on TV. People have gathered in the streets. Wisdom was shouting in the noisy street. The next one, it says, she lifts up her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. How long, oh naive ones, would you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge. So you see, wisdom, <laughs> he doesn't say it can't by reading, it's in the streets. It's out there. So as we are all Guineans, and we watch a powerful party like MPP, who is popular, the most popular party, by at least 100,000 votes, 
be ousted, as somebody said. I mean ousted, but ousted. It means something is shouting from the streets to look and see something. That if you relax and you think you have arrived, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms, some people will come in a way that you cannot sack them. Yeah. And the way they will come, you can't move them. So we as we are in the church, we think that, oh yeah, we have built a mighty Kodesh. We have a church. Our church is growing. This and that, that and that. And we sit down and start to praise ourselves. Wisdom was shouting in the streets. Look at something. Look and see. No matter who we are and what you have, even riches, the Bible says, does not endure forever. A time comes when it's gone. Do you get it? Yeah. Those of you who think your husband will be there always. Your wife will be there always. Or things will be as they are. Or maybe you misbehave. One day a certain wife <laughs> was behaving in a certain way. And then there was a, an elderly lady. She was 60 something years old. And she called a young wife. And she told her, I said, Come, let me tell you something. Is that, you see, wisdom is crying. <laughs> she said, she said, you see, what you are doing, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. And she told me, one day, he would not accept this thing. But now he's new. They had just got married. He said, one day, he will rebel against you and all these things that you are doing. One day. Yeah. Wisdom is crying. And she has seen something as she's advising the young one that this thing that you are doing, that is always moving, it's working always, no problem. One day it will work. And he will rebel against you and all those things. And this is woman to woman talk. This daughter, you can make it advice. <laughs> daughter, watch out. So, little things. Yeah. And the way it comes, you can't move it. Yeah. So, that's why I say, we should do evangelism. That's why at the beginning of the year, when I met with the pastor, I said, our theme is youthfulness and desperation. We, we have to work as though we have nothing. We have to think as though we are poor. We have to think as though we are now starting. When you think that way, it will help you. Otherwise, a little something will bring something that you cannot see. So wisdom is crying. Shout in the square. When you put on television, you see, hey. You see, during the independence, I was watching the television and I saw uh, Ghana Armed Forces. Can I chat with you a little? Uh, I saw Ghana Armed Forces displaying their uh, ammunition and their armored cars. And they were so rocket launchers. We have rocket launchers. 
multiple rocket launchers, and what else? Surface-to-air missiles. Yeah. And so many things. But you see, Bible says wisdom cries in the square, in the Black Star Square. And as I was watching this, I just thought to myself and I told my wife, do you see? 52 years have gone by since we declared ourselves. <laughs> Who has cut off my volume? I'm shouting. I thought I'm shouting. Give me volume. Hello? Yeah. 52 years have gone by since we declared independence. 52 years later, we are parading the imported finished products from rich countries. Yes. Because there is a reason why rich countries stay rich. Or why they became rich. And why poor countries stay poor. The reason is because of the type of activities that the country engages in. The the rich countries, they engage in activities which have what they call increasing returns. Do you get it? That is, what they do, right, they, they will build a factory. Maybe it will cost them one million to build a factory. As the years go by, every year, new year that comes, maybe four years later, five years later, six years later, seven years later, they don't have to build a factory again. So they don't spend so much. It costs less for them to make one car. So maybe at first when they started making the cars, it was about 1000 But by 8 years, 11 years later, it's just about $100 to make one car. So it is increasing returns. They make rocket launches, we buy. They make armored cars, we buy everything. Now we, the poor countries, we engage in economic activities which have diminishing returns. What are diminishing returns? It means that like you have a field, a large field, where you are making uh, coconuts or tomatoes. But with time, even if you buy more tractors and more, that field cannot give more coconuts. So the more you invest, it cannot increase. And if anything, it rather decreases the cocoa that you produce, the diseases of the cocoa and everything. So gradually, the returns from those type of activities like farming, it goes down. That's what's called diminishing returns. Where they engage in Activities which have increasing returns. And then also they have what they call product differentiation. They can just have a Toyota. And they write Toyota 200 SL. Then they can change it to SLX. And change the light on the side. So that it's a new car. The price is $1,000. This is 2009 version. So they can increase the price and control the market. So they have what we call, a, they, they enter a, what they call an imperfect market where they are deciding that this is the cost of this. Whereas we, we have coconut, tomatoes, and cocoa. We enter a perfect market where the people will tell us this is the price we can give you for it. And you cannot increase it. Because you don't, you, 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 they, you, you didn't create it, it's just coconuts or cocoa. And there is from everywhere. So all over the world, from Peru to Lima to uh, uh, Jamaica, all of us are the same. We make just activities of diminishing returns. And they make. So 52 years later, we are parading 
the things that they buy. And if you look at us, what, are, what do we make in Ghana? Even the cloth, the wax print that we wear in Ghana, we imported the finished product from Holland. Everything comes from there. And we have a few oranges, cocoa, whatever, and so on. We go. When we go to the market, that's why I hear Kwame Nkrumah threw a lot of the cocoa into the sea. Because when he took it, he said, no, no, this one, uh, it's a perfect market. You just, uh, it's, le- it's worth uh, two CDs. He said, how? That, that's, that's all you have. But this one, he said, Toyota, you want Toyota SLX? Land Cruiser? Have you seen the new Land Cruiser with the big lights? It's the same as the old one with big lights. Fifty something thousand, ten thousand dollars more. Will you buy or not buy? Okay, use your own. You can't. You don't have. Buy. Yes. And so we are buying whatever price they call. With anybody who has become rich, Korea, China, the latest rich people, Korea, China, all of them, you see, they make things. Watch, watch and see. It's a pattern. Is this a historical approach to economics? Just look back at history. And it started with a man who was in prison in Naples, in Italy. He was in prison. He was asked, now, why is it that our town is the poorest? And a town like Venice, which is built on a swamp, is rich. Whereas we have resources around. But Venice is rich and Naples is poor. Because in Venice, they don't have nothing. It's water. And they were forced to manufacture some. So they started manufacturing. They became very rich. And Naples was poor in those days, 1700. So they were poor because they, they were just making tomatoes and whatever. And these people were making things, complex things, and selling. So that's what makes us rich. That's what makes one poor. So as I was watching, I was just looking. Look at them. We are parading every gun we buy. We buy from outside the army. I'm sure the uniform is imported. I'm sure it's imported. Is it imported? Major, is it imported? Yeah. Please forgive me if I don't use the right rank. What is the rank? Retired what? (laughs) Major retired, okay. Yeah. Everything. We buy their finished product and we shape Tomatoes, even that one, we don't have enough. Hey, you're fantastic, eh? But what I'm saying is that you become wise when you hear the wisdom calling out from the square, the blaster square. When I look at Ghanaians, when you look at the blaster square, you get a lot of wisdom. Ghana at 50. We celebrated it in style, as well as Ghana at 40. Say, when you are 40, you, you, life begins at 40. We celebrated it. But that's the African style. Uniforms, parades, dresses, which cost millions. But a white person would have built a bridge from Pandu to Amankwakrum to cross into the Afran Plains and celebrated the Bridge of Independence. And built it. All that money could have been used for that. They make a hotel for visiting presidents. And if you watch our church, you'll notice we have never had an anniversary before. Have you seen Lighthouse anniversary, 10th anniversary, 12th anniversary, 15th anniversary? Please, I'm not an anniversary person. (laughs) Celebration, parties, all these type of things. Mm. But that's our style. 
the African style. It's a poverty style. Even we should be ashamed of the independence of what we are displaying. Yeah. But that's our style. Parties, and we are happy, even though we don't have much, we are happy. White people are also not happy. That's also another problem. How many understand what I'm talking about? You want wisdom? Look at the person just in front of you. You will learn something when you look at the person. <laughs> Is this what happens? Is this how it's going to be? Look ahead. Wisdom cries. Wisdom is calling from the, the noisy streets where there are people. Where there are people, watch you learn something. Why will you despise knowledge, thou fools? Anybody who despises not, he despises books. He despises teachings. He despises uh, the knowledge of the word. He despises dictionaries. He despises the English language. So why will you despise knowledge, thou fool? When you, you meet somebody who is not wise, he doesn't read. He doesn't like reading. doesn't respect reading. doesn't like books. doesn't respect books. Doesn't, why will you despise knowledge, thou fools? How long? If I'm not wise, how long? Hey! Those of you who don't read, that's the only question God is asking. How long? For how long will it be? <laughs> you are calling for lifestyle to change. Instead of reading a book, you are calling for lifestyle to change. Is that the right way to change? Amen. Number three, salvation. Back to salvation. We are returning from wisdom, eh? which was crying where? From where? Not even in the church. From the square. From the independent square. Yeah. Four years ago, after the election, not this one, the one before. Wisdom cried out from the television. When I saw the election, I said, ah, President Kufo can easily go. MPP can easily go. When I saw them, I said, ah, the level of 40-something percent, I thought you were here, I mean, with strength. Wisdom cried out. These people. Huh? Yeah. But I heard it. At that time, we were very happily living in Kolegono. Our church was in Kolegono four years ago. With no intention of moving, even though we had already acquired this place. But wisdom cried out. Not a revelation. Not a... A what? Not an angel. Just from the square. (laughs) And the streets. When you watch television... When you look at your sister and your brother and your friend just like you, see how it is. It's a message. Cried out. In four years, it can easily change. And as I saw this election, it can also change again. Because it's too close. You cannot win with 20,000. 20,000, one church can take it off. 
one church which changes the way of voting in can. Mokwaya ni mokwaba keke, that's all. In fact, Ghanaians may, may rise up in four years' time and say, from now, we won't allow anybody to be here for more than four years. When you come, oh, that's your last. Come and go. They may have a new motto, come and go. <laughs> Break and go. But anyway, wisdom must speak to you. Amen. Amen. Number three, we've almost finished. Your land and your property and your business must not keep you away from God. But it is able to keep people, land, property, is able to keep people from salvation. Land. Most house owners don't respect God. It is people who rent houses who go to church. Yes. People who rent houses who go to church. House owners don't go to church much. Because if you own a house, it means you are rich. And many house owners don't go to church. So do not let, that's why you must be born again before you prosper. That's when you become a camel. But you are a camel who has passed through the eye of the needle already. You cannot go out of the kingdom. The next one, so properties, houses, and business keeps people away from the salvation that we preach about. Number four, family. Family keeps people away from this great salvation. Family members. Because he said, I've married a wife. Hey! So I've married, a, I've, I've, I've bought land. I've married a wife. Hmm? One day somebody said that he's... Uh, bought a land so he cannot come for salvation. He's going to visit his land in the night. Have you ever heard of somebody visiting the land in the night? Amali. And when he visited the land in the night, he didn't see a sign on the land that they have written on the land. Keep off. They have written on the land. This land is not for sale. Because he went in the night when he was invited for salvation. So you couldn't see the land was not a good land. Before he realized, he has bought. This land is not for sale. He has bought it. And now all the troubles came. Would you like to experience that for yourself? That's why you don't have to go and inspect land in the night. God has invited you to his banquet. You must come. Amen. If any man come unto me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife, his children, his brethren, his sisters, yea, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, verse 26. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. You see, people are always using family reasons to keep them away from salvation. So this salvation that we preach, expect people to resist it through Business, property, lands, family. My father, my mother, my child, my brother, my sister. Hey, they are the greatest keepers away from salvation. Number five. Because many people reject the salvation, many rich, successful, prosperous people, poor people, 
and unfortunate people will fill most of the places in heaven. Poor people will fill most of the places in heaven. Amen. Because of this, God has allowed poverty to strike different sections of the world at different times in order to allow them to have the spirit of salvation. Yes. So sometimes no politician can change the politics and the poverty of certain nations because God has even disallowed prosperity so that salvation will prevail there. During the time of John Wesley when he was preaching in England, England was very, very, very poor. And because of the poverty of the people and the miners and so on, many people responded to the salvation cry that came through John Wesley and through uh, the Salvation Army man. What is his name? William Booth. Yes. When John Wesley died, he asked for six poor men, or this six or eight poor men, or ten poor men, beggars, poor men to carry his coffin and each one should be given one pound a poor person was well known in those days six poor men should carry my coffin every one of them should be given one pound john wesley used to go on begging like how you go on witnessing you go on outreach he used to go for begging to beg for money for the poor he goes with his heart to beg i'm going to circle to beg he goes begging for people to give. It was a poor place. Very poor. And that brought salvation. Now there is a wave and a wind of poverty over Africa. Yeah. And so there are more salvations here than in Norway or Switzerland. Which used to believe in God. But now the wind of riches have covered them. And so now after the traffic from Africa to heaven is very high. The motorway is big. But the traffic from Europe to heaven is very small. Now it's just a footpath. Because there's not much traffic. But the traffic from Europe to hell, the, the roads are wide, but there are no traffic lights. It's just free-flowing traffic. And even there, they don't die often. Huh? They are not even going quickly. So that's even what reduces the movement. Yeah. You cannot understand why God will give Ghana peace. And next door, there will be war. If you take a country like Togo, the economy of Togo, the whole country, is less than one Sainsbury supermarket in London. One supermarket. I read it in an economic magazine. It's less than one supermarket in London. The whole country. The turnover. <laughs> Poverty reigns and there is even peace. It's a blessing. They don't have any wars. It's a blessing. But God allows it. And the people believe in God. If you are a minister and you want to be happy, you have to come to either Africa or South America. These are the places where, because of the poverty and the difficult, 
people believe. If you go to Colombia, they have the largest churches in the world. You walk on the street, you see so many churches. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of members. I mean, the problem they have had is like the most risky country to go to in the world. With their rebels and what and President Bush has really fought them. He has financed the war against those rebels over the last few years. Billions to fight the rebel with helicopters and bombs and so on. Now the drugs have moved to Mexico. Yeah. And now their peace is coming. But when you go to, when you meet a Colombian pastor, huge, 18,000, somebody here, 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, 40,000 churches. All the troubles of the country. Oh. He said they tend to God. Yeah. So the the poor will fill the places. So if, if, if you are being sent as a missionary to where there is poverty, you don't have to say, eh, why didn't they send me to Dusseldorf? <laughs> Dusseldorf? If you send me to Dusseldorf, I don't like. I prefer to be sent to Lome. I prefer to be sent to any poor place. There they will receive the gospel. But these other ones with houses, this one doesn't have any house to say, I'm going to inspect my house. He doesn't have a what? Business to say that I'm going to have five oxen. He doesn't have any wife or what all these things you are saying. He has not done a wedding before. When you go to the north, there's no difference between Monday and Sunday. Or Tuesday. They don't know Sunday, Monday. It's just a day. It comes and it goes like that. The days just continue. The value is the same. But heaven is being filled with all these people. So, when, when God is sending you somewhere, embrace it. Don't look and say, eh, because they don't like me. That's why they have sent me to Tamale. No. You must change. But I know in Africa and in Ghana, when they don't like you, then they send you somewhere. Yes. When they don't like you, they send you somewhere. Is it not true? I mean... If you are in the army and they don't like you, oh, go to some barracks somewhere. If you are in the police and they don't like you, Busunya police station. If they don't like you, off somewhere. But you see, I just pray that what I'm saying is true. But I tell you, I cannot remember, maybe I have, but I cannot remember sending somebody somewhere because I don't like the person. Ah, 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 ah. It's against what I value. What I value is the opportunity. Why do you think I have not moved to Switzerland? If that's not okay to you. Why have I not moved? Why have I not moved there? Huh? Yeah, why, 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 why would I not move to Switzerland? Because I'm equally Swiss as I am Ghanaian. My mother is from Switzerland. My father is from Ghana. 50-50. I'm half caste. I'm a disappointed European, as they say. I shouldn't mind them, you see. Yeah. What they say? I'm a disappointed European. Have you, have you asked yourself, why would I not rather go there? No. You see, your mind must change and start to work in the gospel way. Amen. Yeah. If I was to fall sick over there, my chances of living 
are 90 to 100% higher. Even when Juanita died, you go to the hospital, the doctors will not even, they'll just come and not even bring the person in or even try to resuscitate the person. You will, you will face the highest criminal charges. They just come and say, oh, take her to the mortuary. I mean, what do you mean? Because somebody can be not breathing for five minutes, you can bring the person back. So if you fall sick over there, you are more likely to survive. Or if something happens to you over there. So why don't we rather go there that is safer? No. You have to think of the purpose of your life. The purpose of our life is to preach the gospel. Or am I talking to the wrong? Is it the Sunday? Is it the Sunday morning people? The purpose of our life is to preach the gospel. And if you are preaching or you are sowing seed, you don't have to look for tiles or terrazzo floor to plant your seeds on. Ceramic tiles. Porcelain tiles. You are planting a coconut seed on porcelain tiles. Marble. But of course, if you want money, and you're after money, I would not advise you to go to Tamale. Now, I would not advise you to go to Inkranza. It would be against logic. Even in economics, it is the la- they discovered that large cities where there are a lot of people, it creates wealth. So you are more likely to be wealthy in a large city than in a small town. Yes, historically it has been shown. Do you understand? You can have increasing returns. How many understand the increasing returns? How many understand the diminishing returns? If it is money you are after, I would advise you to be in a big city. But if it is gospel you are after, I would advise you to go where the Lord sends you and do not look at the economic what, what, whatever of the place. God can take care of you anywhere. And I prophesy that God will take care of those that he has called. Yes. Listen, let's, let's sit down. Let, let's, the Samuel says, so said, if you are called, your calling will generate money. Yeah. He said, if you are called, your calling will generate money. Yeah, if you are called. If there is a calling on your life, it generates money. If you are not called, it will not generate, your calling will not generate, it may generate poverty. Try to understand the salvation that we are peddling. The salvation we are offering is something that works for the poor. Those who have family, houses, profit, no. We don't, we don't like it. It's true. All right. It is a, number six. It is a very dangerous mistake to reject the invitation. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. How shall we reject? How shall we ne- escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Hebrews 12 verse 25. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven? Hallelujah. I'm talking about salvation. Number 7. Wow. At this great feast, you will enjoy the bread of life. 
How many are glad? When you go to a restaurant, one of the first things they, they give you is bread. If it's don't mind your wife, Choba, there will be no bread. But in certain restaurants, there will, you will have some bread. Bread basket. Jesus said of himself, this is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. John 6 verse 15. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. How many are excited about the bread that you have? So salvation is an invitation to a feast. And salvation, there are several courses. And one of them is the bread that you will enjoy. At the great feast, you will enjoy some meat. How many are excited that there's some kebabs and some other forms of chickens and meats and other delightful proteins? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 tells us about the meat. He said, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have exercised their senses to discern both good and evil. There's some meat. Tell your neighbor, good news, there is meat at the table. Are you excited about the bread? What about the meat? How many like bread and meat? I know the South Africans love their meat. And the Zimbabweans love their meat. Yes. They love meat. When I went to Zimbabwe, I was given meat. I went to a restaurant where I ate crocodile. And other types of meat. Huh? Yes. There's a restaurant I hear is in Kenya. It's called Carnival. Carnival. It's just meat. Monkey, animal, any meat that you want to eat. But when you come to the house of the Lord, the strong meat of the word. Hey, sometimes it's not easy to chew. How many realize that sometimes the meat is coming, but it's not? You see, like when I was telling you that if it is salvation, it is the poverty line. You see, it's not easy to accept that. It's meat. But in the morning, we will come. There are other things. How many are glad about the bread and the meat? The next one, you are going to enjoy some milk. Wow, milk, a glass of milk. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. As newborn babes, you must desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So salvation is a feast with bread, a feast with meat, and a feast with milk. Give the Lord a shout and a clap offering. How many are excited about this salvation? But it's going to get even better. Hey, what else can you have? After having some bread, some meat, some milk, you need some water to wash down the meat which is getting stuck in your throat. And Jesus said, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And the spirit and the bride say, come. 
And let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a test come. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. The waters of life. When you come, you come for living waters. There was a song we used to sing Living water, living water. I don't need no Coca Cola. I just need that living water. Living water, living water. Hey! When I have that water, I don't need Voltic. I don't need what other type of water do they have? Standard water. Aqua fill. Aqua fresh. Anointed water. Next star. Mobile water. Hey! I don't need no mobile water. I just need that living water. Living water, living water. Hey! So we have had some bread. We have had some meat. We have had some milk. And we have had some fresh water. Hey! This feast was better than we thought. Amen. Now, you need a balanced diet. So we must have some fruits. How many want some fruits as well? Some grapefruit, some apples, some uh, what else? Grapes, pineapples, watermelon, oranges. Wow! Jesus has prepared a balanced diet for us. So there are fruits also involved in this feast. If you turn to Galatians chapter 5, he said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, temperance against such there is no law. When you come to Christ, you come to love, you come to joy, you come to peace, you come to gentleness, you come to long suffering, patience, goodness against such there is no law. So when Jesus was inviting you, say, Come, 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 come to me, he was inviting you to the greatest feast. And so anytime you think of salvation, think of it in terms of a feast. And finally, at the end of our feast, we must have a glass of wine. Aye! We have drunk some milk. We've drunk some water. But it's time for us for, to have some wine. Hey! And he took the cup. And he gave thanks. And he said unto them, drink ye all. He took the wine. This is the blood, my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of the sins of many. Hallelujah. At the end of it, you have to some wine to wash away, to wash away the bread and the waters and the other things and to stir you up unto good works. The blood of Jesus come to wash away your mistakes. How many have made a mistake since, not before, since you became born again? Not before, I mean since. What about today? What about today? How many sometimes feel that you are not qualified to be in the church? Raise your hand if you have a sensation in you. That is why you have been invited to this feast. And at the feast, thank God for the, thank God for the fruits, but thank God for the wine. 
which we can drink and wash away. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. When you come to church, sometimes they preach about your sin. They mention things that you have done before. And they mention things that you have just done. And you yourself realize that you are qualified for damnation. But then at this great feast, you just have to look on the table and look at the wine glass. Anytime there's trouble, just take some of that wine. After he, had, he took the wine and he said, this is my blood in the New Testament. May your salvation be richer than it has ever been before. May you enjoy of the bread. Ah, may you get fatter on the bread of life. May you get fatter with the milk. How many realize that you are going to put on a, some weight with the milk? When people see you, they say, hey, Charlie. When the demons see you, they say, man, the guy has become very big. We used to carry him at this way, but now he's bigger. Obolo, you have become Obolo. May you enjoy the meat. Ash. May your muscles develop in the name of Jesus. May you enjoy the fruits. Balance diet. Balance. To prevent infections of demons. Hey. Oranges. Grapefruits. Grapes. Banana. For vitamin K. Potassium. Coconut. May you enjoy coconut water in the house of the Lord. May God send you ice coconut water in the name of Jesus. May coconut fall, not fall upon your head, but may you enjoy the fruit of it. And above all, may you enjoy of the wine, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. Hey! May you always come to the house of God. Qualified. Well qualified. Well qualified. Because you drank of the wine. And the wine has cleansed you. How many realize that when you drink wine, there's some burning feeling? It is burning away the mistakes. That's why when I'm having communion, I don't like that uh, orange juice that they bring. No, 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 no. It is my only chance to drink wine in this world. I don't have any other opportunity to drink wine. Yeah. I don't want anybody to deprive me of that opportunity. <laughs> when I come to the table, I want to feel the fire burning inside. And I feel purified. How many feel purified by the wine? Hey! Lift your hand and thank God for the purification of the wine, of this great feast that God has brought us to enjoy. Father, we thank you. You have forgiven us thieves like us, liars like us, deceivers like us, wicked people like us, fornicators like us, adulterers like us, immoral people like ourselves failures like ourselves people who do not do what is right like ourselves we thank you for this feast of salvation that you have invited us to the great feast of your blessing of your salvation that is given to us we thank you 
and we praise you. Just thank the Lord, everyone, for the feast of salvation that is given to us. We give you praise. We give you glory. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the increase of your spirit and of your wisdom in our lives. Just thank God for new wisdom as you see things in the streets, in the squares. The Lord is going to speak to you and give you revelation and understanding. Father, thanks for your grace, your kindness. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here tonight, you are not a born-again Christian, pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want this salvation. I want to enjoy the bread, the wine. I want to enjoy the milk, the water, the fruits, the meats, the milk. I want Jesus in my life. If you are here like that, wherever you are, pastor, help me to know God tonight. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. Just lift just your right hand. I want to pray with you before I sit down. Lift it high. God bless you. Above your head. Thank you. So I can see. Lift it up high. Thank you. God bless you. God. If you've lifted your hand up, pastor, help me to know Jesus as my savior. You lifted your hand up. Come to me in the front. Come, come. Come from where you are standing. I want to pray with you right here. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Father, thank you so much for tonight. Just lay hands on yourself. Father, I pray for a new impartation of wisdom now. Let us understand things when we see them. Let us receive instruction when we see things. Let us receive guidance for our lives. Even without visions of angels and visions of heaven, may we be divinely guided by your power and by your spirit. We thank you for a superior wisdom and grace that is given to us today. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.